0: Welcome to It Came From A Podcast, Episode 4. It's May 22nd, 2015, and today we're talking about Mad Max, that being the movie and the comic, Tomorrowland the movie, Fi's trailer for The Magicians, Netflix redesigns its web UI, finally, more Kid Robot teaser images, Spotify makes some big announcements, and, you know, much more.
1: Much more than movie.
0: Once again, you're listening to it came from a
1: podcast where we curate pop culture for your inner geek. We got a new song, a new intro, of a new sorts. intro, and me gusta.
0: Yeah, it's uh, by Carlos A.M., an amazing audio engineer, who just happens to be my
1: brother. Shout out to your brother. High five, virtual. Virtual high five. Thumbs up all around.
0: Thank you so much for listening. I'm Sir Joe. I am, and joining me is Ricky Kazvan.
1: What's up? So, Ricky, how was your week-long movie marathon? Man, this week was crazy. So, I saw three movies in theaters this week. Well, it actually started on Sunday. I saw for the first time finally The Iron Giant, which I had not seen. Uh, yeah, astounding. So movie. good. Top, Top three good. of all time. I can't believe I missed it when I was a child. Everyone, um, go watch it right now. Right now. No, but I saw. So, I saw Mad Max: Fury on Tuesday. I saw an advanced screening of Entourage on Wednesday, and I saw Tomorrowland on Thursday, which was like my second most anticipated movie of the year. I sadly missed it, but I, I will be watching it this weekend. So, you know, Fury Road was great, as expected. Visually, it was one of the coolest movies I've I've seen. George Miller used practical effects instead of CGI, like, as much as he could, and it really, really pays off. Everything feels really organic, and the action just looks and feels real this movie was so cool
0: the trailer looks amazing i mean so
1: and i mean you you have to watch everyone
0: is talking about it like social media is like nothing but mad max right you
1: know in terms of story it's honestly it's fairly basic which i've heard people complain about but at the end of the day it's a freaking mad max movie it doesn't really matter you're gonna focus on like the cool car chases and explosions
0: you know just just like the classics then yeah
1: (laughs) like and i really don't see the whole story being simple like simple as a bad thing because it focuses on what we really want to see, all the badass car chases, explosions. the costumes, the production design is is amazing. I have a feeling that this movie, in terms of effects and production design, is going to go toe to toe with uh with Star Wars, as both movies seem to be using the practical over CGI yeah. effects for everything. Yeah,
0: it looks gorgeous. I mean, it's as dirty as you can imagine, which is but
1: it can look fun enough. It's yeah. mad. It's, it's like Waterworld. It, it is a Mad Max movie all around. You know, Perfect, it it, yeah. it feels. There's no, they don't really mention anything from the the other movies from the, original, the previous yeah. movies, but you know it's that world and and it it does a really good job of kind of seamlessly transitioning to this movie. I will say though, it's not really a Mad Max movie. I I really feel like the movie belongs to Charlize Theron's character Furiosa. It's really her story more than anything else, and it it kind of feels like Max is just there as a supporting character, which I don't mind. It's because it's still a cool movie, and you know the the original movies is kind of. Every single movie is kind of its own story. And he's kind of just a wanderer going through uh, the, this particular moment in time in, in, in the movie through these people's lives. And it's kind of what, what happens in this movie, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: it should be called Furiosa, Max. But no, no, no. Uh, wait, Mad Furiosa? Mad Furiosa. Should I'm just saying it really movie, weird. But people
1: haven't gone to see it. Yeah, and, you know. Uh, Tom Hardy does a really good job of... of playing max as, as in any he, uh, yeah he, as everybody knows mel gibson originally played mad max in the first three movies um and uh tom hardy does a really good job of kind of channeling even like there's he says certain things and it, it kind of even sounds like mel gibson so he does a really good job awesome. kudos to yeah. tom hardy on dude that. that guy's amazing though he's i will say though there are there's certain parts where he would talk and like all i could hear was bane yeah, I was gonna say. All I could hear was, I don't know if they did anything to his voice, I or he just like talking right through. Yeah, hard. yeah, dude, I just, I, I, couldn't get that out of my head. But other yeah. than that, he's, he was really, really good. He established it. that role, and role. also he doesn't, he doesn't have a lot of lines, which I like, um, because it, it goes back to like that man with no name kind of old western kind of, yeah, uh, thing that they used to do, which the old movies kind of did as well. So I'm really happy that they, he didn't talk a lot. He just does a lot of badass things. That's awesome, though. Yeah, that's great. So things to look forward to in that movie: Tom Hardy, obviously, awesome, and that freaking you've seen it in the trailer that guitarist dude who's like strapped to the car and he's just
0: playing just away he's
1: like the war drummer but like on guitar as like they're chasing people through the desert which is so perfect like i mean that's super just, cool and he's so, so like awesome. it's so chaotic and he's so like crazy and it just makes so much sense in that world it's awesome it looked great i can't really give anything away about entourage because it doesn't come out for another two weeks i got to see an advanced screening uh but i will say that i went in with very 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 low expectations because it's been four years since the show was off the air and also like the last two seasons of the show weren't as good as the rest of it but i was pleasantly surprised the movie was super fun it plays like an extended episode of the series when it was at its prime and it's exactly what i wanted from it there's a lot of cameos uh from famous people it's just super fun especially if you're into like hollywood and the movie industry go watch it when it comes out I, okay, I guess, I will. I guess do it. Did you watch Entourage by the way? When it was? No, I didn't. Well, you should watch all of Entourage. And then go I'll probably watch it. do that. Yeah, it reminds me. Of it's Firefly. Fun. It's really fun. <laughs> it's nothing like Firefly.
0: No, I'm just saying like how I I saw Firefly oh, and then I saw the oh, movie.
1: Oh, okay, that makes more sense. And finally, you watched Tomorrowland. I did. It was it was my second most anticipated movie of the year. The first, obviously, being SpongeBob. The, SpongeBob's quite it was so good. The Force Awakens. No, but um, man, I've been looking forward to this movie so so hard and I made the mistake of reading the reviews or starting to read the reviews before I watched the movie they started oh, no. pouring in a couple of days before so when I went into the movie the, the I think the reviews Ron Tomatoes had the movie at 50% but That's I still nice. went in That's yeah tough. Tough. I still went in with an open mind and then I had so much fun watching the movie I really cannot understand why the critics like what the critics have against it I don't want to get into it like too much because people haven't seen it yet. It just came out, uh, but one of the coolest things about the movie was how shrouded in secrecy the plot was. The trailer doesn't really give anything away at all, and I went into it knowing very little, which doesn't happen at all anymore with movies. So I don't want to give too much of it so, away.
0: So, does reading the book help at all? So, with watching it,
1: see that that's one of the. If, if I had to pick some detractors to the movie, I would say that even though the movie is self-contained, having read the book and read the setup for that world there's things that they hint at in the movie about the history and how things happen and why things happen that they don't really flesh out and i got so much more out of it from reading the book so if you're gonna see the movie and you like reading i would absolutely read the book don't get me wrong the movie stands on its own two feet but reading the book just gives you so much more
0: and i think it also
1: matters if you're a mouseketeer or not you're gonna just love the movie if you're i'm sure if you're a disney head This movie is, like, insane, like, even in terms of, like, Disney history, like, especially, like, the first act of the movie, it takes place at the 1964 World Fair, and it just, when you look at it, it it feels almost exactly like like Disneyland, which is really, 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 really cool. Um, A lot of the main complaints I've seen, though, is how the movie is, like, really preachy, specifically in, like, its message of optimism. I feel like the critics complaining about things like this, though, are the exact people that the movie is criticizing. The movie has it has this huge message about dreamers and people who have hope for the future and don't want to see the world burn. And, like, it's super, like, anti-cynics and everything. And I feel like the, the target demographic the movie is complaining about are the people that are complaining about the movie, which is irony for me at its best. Well,
0: it makes sense. I mean, you know what? If you talk bad about me in a movie, I'm going to talk bad about your
1: movie. Yeah, man. I just... I just think the people that... The critics that are talking crap about it don't... They don't get it. I feel like, you know, to, to watch this kind of movie, you kind of have to let your inner child out, you know what I mean, when, when you see it. And uh, it's for it's for those people. It's not for people who aren't optimistic about things. Yeah.
0: And, and them. also, critics have been really tough recently in the last few years. I feel like they're they're expecting so much more from everything they seem to be watching right now and um i don't know when i see a movie to me it's entertainment like you know i'm not looking for a life-changing lesson or something all the time i won't mind it when it comes along but you know there's just sometimes you just want to watch something fun
1: yeah and and the thing is it's not this isn't just like a popcorn flick you know like there's there's a really cool message and it gets kind of like deep into like you know something so i it's really really cool like it's it's everything that I wanted from it. It has a Disney history. Visually, it's amazing, especially the first half. Like, it's, it was awesome. I actually want to go see it again. Oh, and I saw it. I saw it in IMAX. But the thing is, I can't remember the last time I saw a movie in IMAX 2D because it wasn't in 3D. Oh, And yeah, you know, yeah, when, you, yeah. when you see a 3D movie, uh, because of the lenses, the image is, like, a little darker. Mm-hmm. But this, this was in 3D and IMAX, so everything just really popped. The colors were super bright. Yeah. The sound, obviously, was awesome. So... Try to go see it in IMAX for the visuals alone. Always try to go to IMAX. I will... If I have to say something negative about it, I will say the villain of the piece. And I'm not going to say who it is. Uh, Eddie Murphy. No. That would have just been terrible. Um, uh, The villain was a little two-dimensional. He was, like, very vaudevillian, almost. I would have liked for him to be a little well more rounded. And... uh, But, yeah. I mean, other than that, and the whole book thing that I mentioned, like, having read it, it, it made a lot more sense... I loved the movie, so I would suggest do not read any of the reviews. Go out and watch it uh, and make your mind up for yourself. But yeah, it was a really fun movie. It makes you feel good at the end of it, and that's what I wanted.
0: So I think we got movies out of the way for the most part. Let's talk television. Sci-Fi released a trailer this week for their upcoming show, The Magicians, which is based off of the Lev Grossman novel of the same name. First thing that came to mind, like many others out there, was an American version of Harry Potter. Like, that's what it looked like. In the trailer, we follow the main character, Quentin, who finds that magic is a real thing and not so much card tricks. Then the rest of the trailer shows off a bunch of magic-y things which occur and not much else in the sense of plot, but it looks good.
1: All right, so I haven't read the books. Have you? I actually have read the books, and I think your whole thing about the American Harry Potter thing is pretty spot on. It's, it's, it's kind of an American Harry Potter, but it's also more of an adult harry potter as well you know obviously i read harry potter just like everybody else and i love harry potter and i remember always looking for the next harry potter after reading harry potter and when i came across the magicians a couple years ago this is exactly what what it is it's you know you have this audience that i mean i think i was in sixth grade when harry potter came out and i was maybe i think i was a junior in high school when when the last one came out and you know, your audience has grown and they want that next thing that's kinda of like it but, but not and the magicians was it was it. Um you have this character Quentin who he gets basically accepted into this uh into Break Bills Academy, which is the Hogwarts basically Hogwarts, yeah. of, of the of the series. But he's in college. He's a college student, of course. Uh, so it's a lot edgier. It's a lot. There's there's sex in it. It's (gasps) it's it's sexier. Yeah, you deal with a lot more adult themes. Um, and it's definitely geared toward a uh, mature audience. I definitely read the read the book. The book is or the books are really really cool. Um, they kind of take a lot of elements from the the Narnia novels. Yeah. Uh, the main character Quentin. He's obsessed with what they call in the book the fiddlery novels which are obviously based on narnia yeah um so you get elements from that story as well and like oh interesting harry potter like elements as well uh looking at the trailer honestly the trailer looks more or less like what i pictured when i was reading the books they look a little older than the trailer yeah that's because that's how casting works yeah than i i kind of pictured but i can get i can get past that the the visuals look look pretty good the, yeah it uh, looks good it looks
0: interesting um i liked it so far so.
1: i like that it looks edgy I, it doesn't look watered down which i was a little scared uh, because you know there are some there's ways mature mess that themes up easily, in, the, yeah. in the in the books one thing i am excited about it does look like sci-fi the channel is returning to form uh with sci-fi with so i might get some heat for this i'm a huge huge star trek fan but I personally think the greatest science fiction show of all time was Battlestar Galactica, a lot of people the, love the it newer for a one, not, not yeah. the one from the seventies, the, oh, okay. the the yeah. new one. Um, it was super. It was just so good. It was it was political. It had awesome sci fi elements in it. It was just an awesome drama all around. And then once that show ended, sci fi started getting some weird like territory with like Sharknado and
0: yeah. I think they went for the the whole monster thing and
1: then now i think they're going back i think they're going back to their original programming kind of they had a they had this mini series at the end of last year called ascension Mm -hmm. uh which is really really fun and now with the magicians it looks like that returns to form so hopefully we'll be seeing some cool things from sci-fi yeah in the future
0: and then moving over to netflix uh they have a redesign Ooh. They, they finally listened to its users it shiny? and mm, yeah, it's, it, that's <laughs> about all it <laughs> that is. That doesn't
1: sound very, uh. yeah.
0: Uh, they updated its web interface and um, that's it the sarcastic tone as, that I used, hopefully it was noticeable. Uh, there's a problem that it's pretty much the same thing as before, but with bigger thumbnails. So that means, you know, bigger thumbnails means you have less real estate on the screen. Mm. So you see less movies and shows when you're scrolling around. So now when you're browsing around, you would hover over a show or a movie and it expands a bit, which allows you to either play or add it to your list, and you can see a little bit of detail. But you know, then there's a little click down arrow and then it expands it even more. Oh, so you
1: get some more you get some more yeah, little yeah, information got, about you it. You get a little
0: bit more, and you think that's enough, but um you know, it reveals more details such as overview overview episodes, etc. And the annoying part is that it seems to be the only way for you to rate the selection and
1: is it as... I one of my biggest complaints about Netflix, I feel like it's very clumsy, the interface. Oh, it's, it's, it's hard clunky, to... It's clunky,
0: yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, the thing is,
1: it's it's just much more Sorry, cl- I meant clunky,
0: not clumsy. I don't know why I said clumsy. Yeah. So titles don't have their own page anymore, which means you can't see user reviews. I believe, oh. I believe they're gone, and I can't seem to find them, or at least easily. But if that's the case, I wish they integrated IMDB and Rotten Tomato scores oh, on there instead. Because...
1: That, that'd be... I would I'll trust Ron Tomato scores more than I'll trust yeah, Netflix I'm, user scores yeah. in order to oh know.
0: of course yeah because they had remember they had the fireplace for Christmas and Yo. it was it was hilarious because remember, was of the, the comments did on a, the fireplace It was really
1: cool one it was I think it was April Fool's last year. It was like a. It was supposed to be like a documentary on frying bacon, and it's just like fifteen minutes of bacon frying.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then people review it, and that's
1: hilarious. It's fun. <laughs> but
0: I've never used their reviews because people normally go on there. Oh, I it's don't really good. Think and that's I've a ever review.
1: actually given a review, like a, a star review. No, I would never review on, on there no. The, the smart thing to
0: do is integrate that because. That's what people look at. For That's the most a really part. good idea. Really, all I wanted was the ability to sort films by year, IMDb, Rotten Tomato ratings, in a simple list mode instead of huge thumbnails. Because I can never find a movie from, let's say, 1954. I want to see 50s <laughs> movies or something. You know, you can I guess search, but it's just I wish you clumsy. I wish
1: you could. Yeah, I wish the search was a little easier. You can search by, you know, I mean, you, you can search, but it's just it doesn't work. It's it, not the same. You don't you can't
0: easily browse. Yeah. Uh, but of course we can't have that because Netflix thinks it knows what I what I want. So I always have to use another service just for search and it's pretty annoying
1: anyways oh, i'm surprised they only updated the web browser i was i would hope they would have done if they have so
0: much different uis that's the, the problem other, yeah. yeah anyways the point is although updated it still seems to be the same thing but just prettier
1: thanks netflix
0: yeah. Anyways, but they are. We we should be thankful.
1: For oh, Bill they Murray. are. Yes, they announced a very Murray Christmas. How great and creative is that? Oh my God! How great and creative. Directed by Sofia Coppola and also written by Sofia Coppola and Bill Murray. The Amazing. special is described as open quotations an homage to the classic variety show featuring Bill Murray playing himself as he worries no one will show up to his TV show due to a terrible snowstorm in New York City. Through luck and perseverance, guests arrive at the Carlisle Hotel to help him dancing and singing in holiday spirit. Close those quotations. Close those. Dude, that, <laughs> it's Bill Murray doing Christmas songs and it's, Christmas it's things. It's like, and, remember
0: um, Scrooged, where he has Scrooged. like a network and everything. Yeah. So
1: I think it's in New York, too. There's supposed to be a bunch of special guests. And, you know, it's, it's Bill Murray. Of course. So everyone's going to watch. So this is going to be like so much fun. And it's already my favorite Xmas special movie thingy ever. So, thing of the week. Thing of the week. The the, the thing of the week. Okay, I got it. (laughs) So, I'm gonna start off this week. Uh, My thing of the week. It's one of the first exclusives announced for San Diego Comic Con, and it's the exclusive Jim Lee Batman action figure by DC Comics. Uh, The action figure looks penciled by looks penciled in by Jim Lee, and it also includes a Jim Lee print on blue line paper. Shout out to the SDCC unofficial blog, which is where I first heard about this. And shout out to my homie, Ben Kucharski, who writes for them. You can check them out at sdccblog.com. And if you want to pre-order this action figure, you can do so at www.shopafx.com. It's 40 bucks, and there's only 150 of them, so go and pre-order right now. It's available for pickup at the con, but you can also have them ship it out to you. Sergio, so that was my thing of the week. What's your thing of I the week? I don't
0: think I have anything. Oh, wait a second! Think Geek has an exclusive Captain America shield backpack. So cool! Can you, amazing. Can you, can you throw it like the? Shield? You can throw it if you want to. Will it come back to you? No.
1: Is it made no. of vibranium? Um, I think some, maybe. Ooh, like the exclusive, maybe the, I'm sure. the San Diego Comic Con exclusive one. You heard it here first. It's it, made of vibranium. You can currently not pick one up because it's out of <laughs> stock. It's sixty bucks.
0: But it looks amazing. You can shove a, a laptop in there now because technology makes it so these laptops are so thin. So thin. I wouldn't trust it. I don't know how comfy it is, but oh, I would definitely wear that. But you stand out. out. I should have bought it when it yeah. was first announced. Was- I will be reviewing that for it came from a box, by the way. Ooh. So as soon as it's out, there you go. Exactly. And as always, you can find that stuff in our show notes. We'll list it right there, nice and tidy and organized for you. It takes us hours. It
1: should take you a few minutes just to check it out. Do-do-do-do. This week in comics, we're going to talk about Mad Max Fury Road. Vertigo, which is owned by DC, released Mad Max Fury Road, Nux, and Immortan Joe. It's the first in a series of prequel comics that take place before the movie. Mm-hmm. George, yeah, it's so very like, cool. So like, yeah, it's like the Tomorrowland thing almost. It sets up the world, basically. and actually read the comics, the comic after the movie. I kind of wish I would have done it beforehand, yeah. but it's not that big of a deal. Uh, which is cool, because you can pick it up at any time. Yeah, of course. George Miller, the film's director, uh, he served as a writer. on on the comic so he brings his his whole thing to it too which is really cool awesome it's basically two separate stories in one comic the first one dealing with Nux's origin for those who don't know Nux is the he's the war boy played by Nicholas Holt who's from Days of Future Past he plays Beast Mm -hmm. Uh, in the movie he has white powder all over his body and black face paint that guy Uh, the second story deals with Immortan Joe who's the main baddie from the movie it tells us how he rose to power within this world and how he conquered the Citadel which is his big stronghold in the movie It also shows us things like why his wives are sealed away in a vault and how his henchmen rose to power. This will obviously only make sense if you've seen the movie. And he's sexist, it tells you that pretty much. He's just just, sexist. Yeah. eh, Sexist. Um You haven't seen the movie yet, right? No. You need to I would actually read I'm gonna give this to you. You need to read this before going to watch the movie. Okay,
0: fine. Give it to you
1: before we finish this. No option, I guess. Um one of the things I enjoyed the most from the comic was how they transitioned between stories. They kind of use this comic to bridge the old movies with the new. Uh you got this guy at the beginning, he's sitting inside a dome which looks just like the Thunderdome from Beyond the Thunderdome yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. two men enter, one man leaves that dome. And you have all these kids sitting around. He has like all these tattoos all over his body that have these stories on it which reminds me a lot of uh that book The Illustrated Man by Ray Bradbury. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, it it uh so he's passing on these stories to to the to the, the kids. And uh, the it shows why, like his tattoos explain why one of the film's characters, Miss Kitty, has tats all over her body as well. So it, it serves that purpose, and also like a lot of like the words and vernacular that he uses, really really reminds me of uh, Beyond Thunderdome, which is the the third Mad Max movie, the last Amazing. one with Mel Gibson. But yeah, it adds a lot of connective tissue to the series, and you know I'm all about connectivity. Of course, yeah. <laughs> but it, it gives us a really cool glimpse of like pre-wasteland Australia end of the fall of like civilization itself, which we only get a small glimpse of in the original Mad Max movie from 1979. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's very cool. Um, it really sets up the world of the comic. Uh, they're going to release think three more. They're going to release a Furiosa one shot and they're going to release uh, two featuring Mad Max before the movie. And then they're eventually going to release the graphic novel adaptation based on the movie, which will be cool Holy too. crap, that's just like nice.
0: Yeah. I actually do like when they do content that it gets you involved yeah. to that stuff, like you know. And um,
1: movies are movies are comics. They're really doing that nowadays. And even books, like you know, they're which Marvel does, and I, a lot of people hate and I love. I love how you can get different aspects of the same story through different mediums. Yeah, it it's
0: awesome. just makes it viral. Like um, Cloverfield. Remember Yo, Cloverfield. Oh my god, that yeah. I love the movie only because of the it? content before. They it was websites, on, like, a, a website for Slush Co. I think, yeah. and all that stuff. And yeah. they had YouTube videos yeah. of one of the people like who got exposed to the stuff going psychotic. It was awesome. So yeah, go pick it up. Mad Max Fury Road. The, the prequel comic. So now moving over to the wonderful world of tech. Over at the official creator's YouTube blog, they announced the launch of 60 frames per second live streaming.
1: Oh, that's cool. Because they've had, I think, it started last year where they've actually been, uh, not not live streaming, but they've supported videos at 60 frames exactly, per second yeah. on YouTube, which makes it look like really realistic. Smoothish. And, yeah, yeah, it's very yeah,
0: smooth. And, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and it's an HTML5. On YouTube, of course. So, what does that mean? Simply put, YouTube is now competing with Twitch head-on. Twitch being their esports competitor, in a sense. One big thing they announced, like, no big deal, was... Since they're utilizing HTML5 It supports Variable speed playback So If you're watching A live stream You can skip back If you miss a part Or something And watch And change it to 1.5 Ooh. Or two speed, uh, You know Two times That's the speed cool. And catch up again So if you need to Watch something on the go You know Yeah And there's no waiting Until the stream is over yeah. And then uploaded Or you know Something like that in the end, it's another win-win situation for users because Twitch, it has a lot of issues that they seem to either ignore or not care enough about to fix.
1: Take that, Twitch. YouTube's coming for your son. But you know what? Twitch is awesome, though, by the way. So. So, sorry <laughs> so if I'm <laughs> offended any Twitch users. It's, it's great. But I'm a big YouTube fan, so, you know. And then Google Live cases. Have you seen these? Yes. Are you a Skrillex fan? Will you make fun of me if I say that I am a Skrillex fan? Uh,
0: no, but I will say that I am not. I don't, I, I just, I, I'm not into I'll music. admit
1: it. I like dubstep or brostep or whatever you people call it. I am a Skrillex fan. And I've been a Skrillex fan since before he was Skrillex when he was Sunny Morning. from first the I'm, ma-
0: I'm a massive fan of, of that time. Yeah. yeah. Of that stuff. Anyways, um, about two years ago, a website was revealed on Google's store, and it was a page for custom cases for their Nexus line of phones, and it just never showed up. It was leaked, some people found it, uh. and it disappeared. This week, Google announced a limited edition Skrillex Live case, and I feel like that's where Ooh. that evolved. That involved you know it, that Does came the from case that. come with the dubstep? Uh, in a sense, yeah, I think so. <laughs> on the site, it states you get a companion live wallpaper where you can check out the view through... Skrillex's satellite. What? I does, Do you know about that? What he has that? a satellite. What does that mean? I think that's what happens when you have a lot of money, and you're like, "I need to buy, buy a satellite." Yeah. So the wall, you know, the wallpaper is literally how what the satellite is seeing at day. Then at night, you can see constellations. So Skrillex owns a satellite. I guess so. That's weird. I mean, I think that's the the big thing now. I'm just going to become a dubstep DJ. Uh, You know what? (laughs) I'm going to look into it too. VIP access to Skrillex content is another thing. It means early access to, uh, what is this? Osla. 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 It's his label. Oh, okay. So that. Artist albums and updates sent directly to your phone. So if you're a fan, this is like awesome. Through the satellite.
1: I, maybe, yeah, most likely. <laughs> the dub step satellite. Yeah. <laughs> I can just imagine the satellite is just like, transmitting dub steps to everybody else yeah. over the world. I think that's to what our, it has to, to be. To for. our brains. Yeah.
0: And each case is numbered and comes with a built in shortcut button that lets you use it to trigger your camera, open a specific app. Not sure if it's limited, but it sounds like a cool feature. Um, there's three designs for the cases themselves, and each goes for $40. Not bad. I guess. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's, probably, it's actually probably as much as an iPhone yeah, case, yeah. to be honest. Uh, I'm guessing this may be a type of testing phase to see how many they sell, and if successful, we'll probably see a lot more. But I do like the idea of having something that fans can attach themselves to. Is
1: that, is that a song? That's my, that's my dubstep impression. Oh, it sounded like a robot Terrible. having a seizure. That's what dubstep is basically. In a, yeah. like in a, and I, it could sound yeah, good yeah, though, yeah, you know. Yeah. I, I, like. I said I like it. I hey, like he it brought, also. you know, he don't brought... judge me, people. Yeah, don't you judging me? Right. I can I can see it. It's just my eyes. <laughs> Spotify.
0: Spotify announced a number of new changes coming to its service, and most likely due to Tidal. Tidal. Tidal.
1: For I, those who don't know, Tidal is the music streaming service. By the poor musicians. Oh, by, uh, poor musicians such as, such as Jay-Z, Beyonce, Jack White. You know, yeah, all those of those.
0: Crazy people with their crazy shit. Let me just,
1: for a second, because Tidal's whole approach is terrible. You have this this site that they're they're advertising that they they want to give they want to have like indie musicians be able to make more money off of the music but you have these super like rich people who don't need the money the ones that are like advertising it just doesn't make any sense to me
0: of course i think we're that's something we're going to push over to crumbs because i think we both have a grudge okay. with title. all right let's do that we definitely let's do that uh, for the first time, Spotify is adding video clips and audio shows to the music mix. That's a quote from their blog. So that may mean that you can listen to us on Spotify. Ooh. At the moment, it seems they're choosing the shows and, of course, choosing the really well-known ones. So they're really big, you know, like, yeah. I don't want to say it because we're not going to give them free advertising yet. But, you know, here's hoping that it allows us to sign up and you can add us on there. All right. So toys, Kid Robot again. I love Kid it's Robot. It's always Kid Robot. Yeah. We love Kid Robot
1: on the show. I mean, they're just great. Send us free stuff, Kid Robot. One day.
0: So there's images for their lineup of Adventure Time six inch figures. The first is Finn wearing a Jake as a jacket with headphones hooked up to a mini BMO, which I want that mini BMO on his waist. It looks amazing. The second features Lady Rainicorn wrapped around Jake and they both have their Japanese anime style glossy Ooh. eyes going. It's very romantic and eerie at the same time.
1: Are you uh I'm
0: guessing you're in a massive fan I, yes. I read your okay. mind. I read it. And um, I'm definitely looking forward to that, as well as their three inch blind boxes, which I'm going to get all of. And then my daughter's going to be like, Can I play with them? And I'll say, No. no. In a nice why, way. Why, Daddy? Why? In a nice way.
1: Why can't I play with your blind boxes? I,
0: that she doesn't talk like that or sound like that at all. but. They also have images of Kid Robot X The Simpsons figures where they collaborate with amazing artists. And I'm not lying about that. They're what does the X mean? Amazing artists. that's like they're like, you know, with it's like uh, you see it. It's like kid robot teaming up with blank, you know, whatever. Uh, The first is a six inch Bart by Kenny Scharf, and it looks beautiful. He's got tattoos like a blue shirt with a design on it, and his tongue is out and about. It's crazy. It's like he's licking his forehead. (laughs) It's crazy. Um, I don't know how that's going to work in a 3D figure because it was just a 2D image. But I'm, I'm very excited for I'm to sure the Robo will figure it out. Yeah, of course, they always do. Yeah. Then the two I'm looking forward to the most is by Ron English. The man himself. Yeah, insane. They got him for this. It's Homer and Bart, and these are three inches. They're both grinning, and they have, you know, you can see their skeleton, af- you know, from their mouth. And it's the same as sm- the smiley grin, which Ron English is so well-known for. So that's it for the week, folks.
1: Once again, I am Sergio A.M. And I'm Ricky Casson reminding you to... Heat up those Krispy Kreme donuts. Yum. You have to heat them up before you eat them. It's the only way. Yeah. there's the only way. They're so warm
0: and, and just, mm. Gooey. Mm. Oh, God, no. If you want to hear more, listen to our crumbs, which is pretty much all those little details that we've left behind in the episode that didn't fit into the episode. So. We talk a lot. Sometimes, yes. But uh, time is limited, so... There it is.
1: Now, if you want to interact with us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram, as well as Facebook and Google+. So check out the show description for those details as well.
0: And finally, if you want to support the podcast and help us out, the best way is to subscribe and share. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, or just manually by
1: adding us to your favorite podcatcher through our RSS feed. To your friends, family, enemies, personal robotic butlers, anyone you can think of, we'd really, really appreciate it. We
0: really would.